hail our fair Riverdale. Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And this is the Riverdale Register. This is the Riverdale Register. Sorry, we're being a little bit weird. This is our first time recording this podcast uh, over Skype with technology. I honestly don't don't understand it. (laughs) How it works. Yeah, it's so confusing. When um, I went on the Two of a Kind podcast, shout out to Crystal and Stacy. Stacy was over Skype. Like Crystal was in um, my apartment, and it was just funny. It was like that's all they do, and it's like that's like the way that they they do it normally. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh my god, this new technology is so crazy. Yeah, I'm happy that I bought this mic for no reason. <laughs> but but it's good to know that we can do this over Skype, basically. To be honest, uh, Crystal is the tech advisor on this episode right now. I heard, like, what I know. What do you use? How do you do this stuff? Please help me. Yeah, I know. I told her. I was like, John's going to text you about this because we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> and I definitely, I know so much less about what we're doing than John does. So John will just message me about this. Yeah. But thank you, Crystal. Thank you, Crystal and Stacey, for having me on the podcast. You guys are great, etc. Yeah. So, you know who else is great? Um, our our listeners who our listeners. Uh, leave us reviews on iTunes. What a good segue! Oh exactly, my God. it felt very natural. It felt very natural. I know it did. Um, so we think that the last one we did was um, from C E W S C sixty three. I don't even. I'm not even gonna pronounce that. Like I'm not gonna even. No, I remember having it. trouble pronouncing this one. So maybe. So it's been a while since we read our reviews and we want to catch up before the year ends. So we're going to go through a bunch of them right now. So I think the first one is the Perfect Weekly Pod Show Listen. Post Show Listen. Post Show Listen. Sorry. From Psychout010 on November 20th. The podcast is an amazing summarization of this week's episodes. I look forward to listening to it every week. I love how they discuss topics and theories I may not have thought of before. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. I'm sorry that none of our theories panned out, really. <laughs> we got a uh, five-star review from Stacy May 3, titled, The Best. Uh, it goes, I love listening to this podcast. Caitlin and John have such great chemistry. I love their insights into the show and all their funny tangents. Caitlin's Betty voice is too good. I always laugh listening to these guys. You guys are the best. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. That may be Stacy, Stacy, but I'm not sure. Oh. Either way, yay. <laughs> well, I'm Thank sure you. to her she is Stacy, Stacy. Okay. Then we got Claire 13 Clara. I truly love your podcast. This podcast makes me love Riverdale even more. Your impressions of Betty are spot on. Thank you for loving Riverdale as much as we do. If you could if you could Oh, she asked us a question. Oh. If you could add or take out any character in Riverdale, who would it be and why? Huh. I don't know. I would like more Reggie in the show. Yeah, I agree. More Reggie and more Josie. Yeah. In a way that feels natural and not, like, shoehorned in. Yeah, maybe take out Sweet Pea, because, like, what are we even doing there? Oh, my God, don't say that. (laughs) Sweet Pea, really? Okay. Cucumber cucumber Melon. I enjoy his presence. (laughs) Who doesn't? Okay. we got a mean review. (laughs) We have a one-star review from R. May May. Uh, your giggly buddies with recording equipment. Oh, the wrong form of your, by the way. Uh, Honestly, this is just an honest review. Show breakdown. <laughs> 80% hosts talking about their own lives, about themselves, to hear themselves talk. 10% bad impressions. 5% okay, that's harsh. dead air. 5% talking about Riverdale. I thought I took out the dead air. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Um, yes, the rest of it is true, but John, I think you're 5% of the dead air thing. I think that's mean. This person, I mean, that might be season one, Riverdale Register, and we've all evolved past that now in season yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, not everyone's going to like us, and that's totally fine. Yeah, but this hurts. They call it your impression sort of. bad. Well, they're just wrong. I think <laughs> I just have to be confident in myself. <laughs> That's true. what my mom says. My Absolutely. mom always says, just because somebody says something doesn't make it true. And I've never believed that because I care a lot about what people think. But <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. All right. I think you're up next. I got this one. is just emojis. Yeah. It's very cute. Um, from Karu. See, yeah. Um, I want John and Caitlin to recap everything I ever watch. Aw. Oh. The way they cover Riverdale perfectly balances the heart emoji and the skepticism emoji feelings <laughs> most of us probably relate to when we watch the show. I've been casually obsessed with Riverdale and wanted to find a podcast that talked about all the wild hilariousness I've been looking at. So I searched on iTunes and was so su- pleasantly surprised that this first result was exactly what I've been crazy- craving. One were the first result. That's exciting. Oh, my God. They're critical, not cynical. Thank you. I like to think that. Yeah. I haven't podcast like this since the 2006 perfection that was Casey and Elka is the planet the podcast are L word fans so thank you P.S. I'm old well isn't the L word coming back you're not old you're just on trend plus like you spoke in emojis so you're doing great exactly yeah. okay uh, let's see we have um, a five star from Haley FH this is I'm a scientist and this podcast rocks hey guys y'all are awesome i love the show and i'm here to say in reference to your discussion about how science people probably don't listen to your podcast i don't have a degree in physics but i am a translational researcher or research scientist and a phd candidate studying immunotherapy on top of that i love riverdale and i love your podcast i'm sure i'm not the only one to all other riverdale loving scientists i wholeheartedly endorse this podcast that is so nice that's so great thank you <laughs> i don't know what you do exactly but it sounds interesting yeah this one is an interesting one. It's really long, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to read it. But oh. this is a three-star review um, from Pritaberry. I think I mentioned this on our last podcast, actually, how I think I think this person stopped listening in the first season because just of the way it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's overall a pretty flattering review. I think that they had some issue with our tangents, fair. Um, and yeah. then lack of nuance about... <sighs> I'm trying to read this. Yeah, I think we go on tangents that are too long. Uh, they called you out for not taking notes. Wait, did they? The I didn't even read that yeah, part. Yeah, it says at least one of the hosts actively takes notes and can talk about small goofs and scenes in chronological Ouch. order. Yep, they are talking about our first season. Yeah, that makes sense. Ouch. That felt personal. But no, actually, I think this is a fair... I like these kind of reviews, honestly, because I think that... It's nice to have criticism that's not just like... Oh, right. But then at the end they say, we have condescension and judgment of teenage characters going through incredibly traumatic events, lack of nuance when it comes to discussing subjects like suicide, LGBT issues, classism, and familial dynamics. At the same time, I kind of feel like I'm always ready to do... I'm always ready to be like better and do more and, you know, expand my expand the conversation that we're having yeah um i'm curious about what they're talking about because i i don't know because i have not gone back and revisited no and i probably never way too long well if you guys if this person who wrote this review is listening in season two 
They did say maybe they'll come back someday when I feel like I've been missing Caitlin's Betty voice. So honestly, this is just a five-star review, like (laughs) wrapped in a a three-star review. But truthfully, we do, we always want to hear, you know, we love getting flattering comments. And obviously this whole review section is like a big flattering section for us. But we do want to know when we can be better and what we can talk about with more nuance. And don't feel afraid to kindly engage us in conversation over Twitter. Um, But yeah, that's kind of why we have a podcast because we like talking about this. So, so don't be afraid. Now let's see. We got a five star from um, Glor does stuff uh, called jingle. My jangle. If you're looking for a podcast with sharp commentary, witty, not always related to the episode banter and speculations galore. This is the podcast for you. John and Caitlin are delightful hosts for chatting about all things Riverdale. I always await the newest episode to unpack what just happened on this teen soap. Yay. That's nice. Best thing ever from a really, someone clearly just hit the keyboard a bunch of times. Yeah, someone slammed their hand to their keyboard. Um, the only podcast I will listen to, John and Caitlin are the best and make really good theories. Listen to this. If you're obsessed with Riverdale, they are the best. 11 out of 10 stars. Oh my. I didn't know that was an option. Uh, let's see. Five stars from Refier. Uh, great. Just the right amount of stupid jokes about our stupid president. (laughs) Hashtag Hashtag vote for Archie. Archie. That's amazing. And that, I don't know if we should vote for Archie, but I do appreciate the sentiment. Student body president. Sure, sure. We're not actually going to get pizza in the cafeteria, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so John, should we talk about the episode? Yeah, um, okay, so this is chapter 22, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, Caitlin, what does that title mean? What is that in relation to? So it's um, a Christmas horror film. It's about, it came out in 1984. Um, It is about a kid who basically witnesses his parents get murdered by like a criminal who is dressed up like Santa Claus. He goes to an orphanage has just kind of a terrible experience there. Um, and basically he's afraid of Santa Claus. Then he kind of embodies the Santa Claus persona and murders a bunch of people. So it's like a Christmas horror film. Oh, that's so bad. it's kind of like, yeah, no, I have you seen black Christmas? No, it's sort of like that. Except Black Christmas sounds much more disturbing. There's a whole horror subgenre of, like, evil Santa Claus coming to kill you. Yeah. Norway's really into that. That's so funny. This movie was originally called Sleigh Ride, which I think, both of those titles are so good. Like S-L-A-Y or? Like Sleigh There's also Santa's Sleigh. Yeah, I know. I think you told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that a good title? Like, oh, like imagine you had to be the person to pick between Sleigh Ride and Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now, from what like, I understand, there's two of these. And, like, the second one is almost just a re-edit of the first one. Imagine. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I'm not looking at this. <laughs> there's a loose remake that was released about 28 years later. Huh. Maybe that's... Called the... Silent Night. I don't know. Maybe. Huh. There's, like, actually... Malcolm McDowell is in it. Okay. Wow. Jamie King and Malcolm McDowell and Ellen Wong star in this movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Diaries. Ellen Wong. Cool. 
This episode was directed by Rob Seidenglanz, who we've mentioned a few times before. He did Chapter 12, Anatomy of a Murder, when we learned who killed Jason Blossom. He did Chapter 14, A Kiss Before Dying, which was the premiere of this season. And now he's come back to uh, finish off, I guess, the Black Hood saga uh, in Chapter 22. This was written by Shepard Boucher. This is their first credited episode of Riverdale. Uh, but Shepard also wrote for Angie Tribeca, which is hilarious if you've seen that show. I actually haven't, but I've heard good things. Uh, he wrote for Mystery Girls, Undateable, Men at Work, a lot of comedy credits. But what's interesting is that the earliest thing in the writing credits back in the 2006-2007 is uh, ABC World News Tonight. Huh. This person used to write for news before going into TV writing. and I find that kind of cool and fascinating. If that makes you approach your storytelling differently. So, yeah, what did you think of this episode, John? Uh, okay. I think there's a lot to talk about in this episode, about one, one specific moment uh, in the episode, which is that in the text of the episode, the Black Hood is revealed to be uh, the janitor, Svensson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two episodes ago, and there's no two ways about it. That sucks. As yeah, as so this is the does. guy. It does if it's the truth. If it's the truth, and that's the thing. I really hope it's not, but it seems like it is. Yeah. So here is in defense of Riverdale. Svenson is apparently a very popular character in the Archie Comics universe. He is kind of a goofy character. He's someone who, um, if you read Archie Comics, you know. You know what I mean? So I think that the idea was going to be... Also, he was supposed to be introduced like much earlier, but I think they just kept having to cut things for time, which is not an excuse, but you know, <laughs> yeah. just in their defense. So I think that it was supposed to be more of like a clever Easter egg kind of thing or a clever wink at Archie comics fans. But I think that what the show hasn't quite realized, especially when it comes to things like jingle jangle and like certain little, I don't know if you want to call them Easter eggs, but like certain little facts or whatever, um, about that come from Archie comics is that that's not really their audience. Right. Like, I don't think anybody at this point who's coming into the show who maybe didn't even watch it in season one and went back on Netflix and watched Like, I don't think anyone is like, oh, I'm watching this because it's the Archie Comics adaptation. I think a lot of people are watching it because it's a teen drama. It's like the cool teen, do- teen drama that it doesn't even matter anymore that it's an Archie property. Yeah. And so to really lean heavily into, oh, let's do something that's going to be a wink for Archie fans, but not have it pay off for just Riverdale fans, I think that was their mistake. Yeah, I agree. Uh, their audience is almost not the same people who read the comics because a lot of them don't like the show because they feel like it's like a betrayal of the and I say attitudes of the comics. <laughs> yeah, and I say chill, guys. Right, uh, chill. I think what happened was that they they finished out season one on a really high note, and Roberto was like, "Oh, let's do a serial killer next season," and they had like a couple of suspects. You like they did for season one. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure Mr. Svensson was one of them, and they were going to plan to introduce him early on. And then 
the writers came back from break, and they wanted everyone to pitch ideas for episodes, and almost none of them focused on the serial killer. Because it turns out they just weren't that interested in telling that story. And they were more interested in the the jingle jangle and the, the drug trade and the, the serpents and street racing. And so they kept... And and you know it's a it's a room full of younger writers. So that's I know that for a fact. It's a lot of a lot of newer people, and so which is good, kinda, yeah. Actually, and they because very, you don't want the opposite. I feel like for a teen drama, I think then that's when you also fall into like a big pitfall. Absolutely, if it's you know. And I think they were very excited about their ideas, so they they did them. Um, they wrote that show, and then they realized that they had to finish up this story so they just decided to kind of get it done and they had to introduce the guy two episodes before they revealed it would be him because they'd kind of forgotten to because they were getting so wrapped up in the excitement of telling these other stories they really wanted to tell and that's that's kind of a like like that's kind of a bummer yeah i think I, i think a lot of the stories they wound up telling could have been reconfigured to focus on this a lot more i think they kind of i don't know i think they kind of dropped the ball on this one and i feel terrible saying that no i mean i think that's a really fair assessment because they kind of did drop the ball um i think that i don't know you know what it's kind of hard actually to say oh they definitively dropped the ball on this when we actually don't really know a hundred percent if this is the end of the Black Hood storyline. Right now, it's seeming like it is the end of the Black Hood storyline, but for all we know, that could be the fake out. Yeah, but that and really, that what could that really bothers what, me too that they killed the guy again. Yes, they unless, did the same narrative move as last time. Well, unless that's the thing. If it won't bother me if he's not really yes. the killer, you know. Yeah, if he is. Just the, the, I mean, you could see this story playing out in a way where the Black Hood cut off Svensson's finger. Right. Right. And then put him in a mask. Send him running after the Black Hood had just escaped the scary tree. Right. So that's all possible to me. And it means Keller could have been saving his own butt when he killed that guy. Exactly. Like that's exactly what. <laughs> and I we come right back around to the Kellers did it. Right. Exactly. The Kellers are are killers. Of course. I'm obviously. telling you. Keller, if it doesn't Keller, happen, it's one letter off. Who are exactly. we getting here? Well, are we though? <laughs> but yeah, because that's a really interesting little twist. But I don't a hundred percent know if that's fair to do. Yeah. Like if that's fair to assume right now, because it does seem like they kind of gave an explanation for why it makes sense that. Svensson was a killer. And I mean, I did have the theory that it was going to be a victim of the Reaper or like, you know, the Riverdale Reaper, like victim that was going to be the. I find it hilarious that last week we learned about the Reaper and how he was killed. And then this week it's like, actually, that was an innocent guy. Right, right. That was just some guy. Oh, a child thought you he could accurately point out the person who murdered his whole family after the trauma? No, you killed an innocent man. See, I think that's an interesting twist, and that's why I was like, well, well, why wouldn't it be the son of the innocent man who was killed? Like, or why aren't we going to learn about who that innocent man was? I don't know. It's a little confusing. 
And Nana Blossom was actually. You can ask Nana Blossom. One of them was a woman with white. She always had white hair with one red streak. That's yeah, that crazy. Seems, Wait, that seems wasn't like that insane. wasn't that the same? Like they were always talking about how like it was weird that that Cliff Blossom had white hair secretly. That's so he must be okay. That makes sense. Actually, okay, yeah, but that kind of makes more sense. <laughs> they 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 answer the question I've been asking since the first episode of the season, which is, did Nana Blossom die in that fire? Turns no, out, no, she didn't. She's, she's creeping, totally good. She's been creeping by the fireplace in backup Thornhill. She's a she's a total murderer, basically, <laughs> oh, uh, which yeah. we assumed. So, nothing, no change there. Yeah, super fun. So, yeah, I mean, that's so. I mean, I'm disappointed because I really like a very intricate mystery. Mm-hmm. One that uh, you know, once you once they put it the last piece in the puzzle, it all kind of comes together. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's my favorite kind of a mystery because I like the clues. I like the sleuthing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like when it's kind of like all you needed was this piece of information and yeah. like, and then it was basically just told to you. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like they didn't figure out it was Svensson. No, they just pulled the mask off. Yeah. I love the right. reveal when like they're, they're, Telling the like the audience like don't you understand who it should be and then they name them and then the guy like then they take off their own mask be like ah oh, you got me kind of thing right exactly I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids and your stupid and, dog well I'm talking about Scooby Doo I know I, don't know. <laughs> I know but Vegas is probably smarter than Archie uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Archie is the stupid dog oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this might be why we get so much flack for crapping on Archie. I like... I love Archie. Uh, yeah, no, he's cool. Like, and it's nothing against KJ Appa. It's no. just that Archie's kind character. of a... He's a yeah, goober. He's dumb. He's a goober. Exactly. He's very attractive. And that's all we can say about that. But, yeah, he... He's fun. <laughs> I just think that it would have been so much better for Betty to have figured it out. Because even the Spence and stuff that Archie and Veronica figured out... Betty and Jughead, they weren't a part of. So it felt very like unsatisfying if it was like, Betty, only you can know all the details about all the things. And then yeah. really, Betty didn't figure anything out. Yeah. How does this guy even know about her favorite childhood book? That's That doesn't fit. Well, if everything. he is a school janitor, I mean, it's kind of a stretch, but was he just studying the background one day while Betty was in the library and was like, this is my favorite book from when I was a kid. Anyway, putting that back in there. <laughs> So, yeah, so Svensson. Svensson, 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 Svensson. He's a murderer or not. His finger. Oh, okay. Let's just, like, I guess go into the rest of the episode a little bit. Because, like, they try to fake us out with the Black Hood kidnapped Svensson and sends right. his finger. Which I've done before as a joke. You've done as a that? Goof. You've been. Who, has, who hasn't? Who hasn't? No, I haven't, but I've seen it about in every single movie and TV show. It's either an um, ear or a finger. Yeah. Maybe a toe. But it's very scary to receive that in the mail. So yeah. it, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that, like, you know, it's gross and scary. Yeah. The, I have to mention at the beginning of the episode, uh, Betty's dream sequence. She's, like, in bed, and you think, like, the Black Hood is going to attack her in bed, and someone grabs her, 
and it turns out to be Polly. Polly. And I audibly said, oh, no. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. That's so mean. But it's okay, because Polly wasn't really there. That's true. Was she wasn't really and there. And that truly uh, kind of scary part where it's like it's like a pro, uh, point of view shot, and like all the all the Coopers are dead, and like the Black Hood's like crawling over the couch. At yeah, that was very creepy. I like that. And that kind of brings me on to another point with the show, and like how it got to where it is, which is it's definitely, and you've mentioned this before, it's definitely built more on moments than it is on arcs. Yeah, and like storyline. And there's a question if that's good or bad. Because, like, I know Crazy Ex-Girlfriend does the same thing, where it's really interested in these moments, but it always builds to them just right. I I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend doesn't really do that, though, exclusively. I think that's the difference. I mean, obviously, there are certain things where it's like a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend song will be kind of more of an aside Mm -hmm. than an actual plot point yes but it's also kind of the nature of that show because like how could you not do a musical that has the occasional like song that doesn't need to be there you You're know right. yeah so so yeah i think I mean, though i think riverdale is is honestly it's it's more of a gift in terms of um of visuals and like the directors yes. and the cinematographers on the show get to they're having a great time and 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 they no matter what the script is, they are always delivering something that you're like, wow, that is a beautiful shot, or like, oh, that's an homage to something else, and all these things. And I and I I want I want the writing to be good enough so that it can support those moments, and they can build their own like like iconic shot in the show. And I don't yeah. think they've had that. I think it's that they really need to just. I think that the thing. I, I kind of see where they're coming from in a way. I was talking to somebody else about this, how so pretty little Iris, for example, that's kind of like the other big teen mystery show of the last couple of years. And I think that one of their pretty little liars, big criticisms was, Oh, it takes so long to find, you know, you've said this a million times, like, did they not find out who a is? It's been seven seasons. Yeah. Like when are they, you know, checking your watch? Like what's happening? Yeah. And I get that. And I, so I think that there was probably a lot of pressure on them to not do that, to have more satisfying, um, like mini arcs, like mini mysteries. So, so I think that that, that the audience is watching it. I think a lot of pretty little liars fans or people who are into that kind of show mm-hmm. and myself included. And I actually, I'm kind of mostly talking about myself here. I watch Riverdale like it's pretty little liars. So I do the theorizing. I try to look at every little clue. Did this mean something? Is this like poster in the background significant? And then I kind of have to step back and realize that it's not the same show and that their objectives are different. And so like, I think that's like my, I think that it's like a different way to watch the show in a way, if that makes sense. Yes. Now my like, touchstone I, isn't Pretty Little Liars. It's more Veronica Mars. Yeah. Well, and, they do a season mystery. Well, yeah, but that's something that I find very different between the shows is that um, Veronica Mars is very episodic. Yeah. The episode very. had its own mystery that they would solve with the other one kind of in the background, kind of holding over them. Uh, and iZombie does the same thing. Yeah, very and Rob then Thomas. And this show, not so much. Like, like an individual week's episode, 
doesn't really have its own strong through line. It'll have, like, it'll touch on a bunch of the ongoing arcs, but there's never, like, one complete story within the episode. And that's, like, a trend in TV now, and I'm wondering, like, do you like that? Do you not like that? Am I saying, do I like something that's serialized versus more, like, procedural episodes? Yeah, do you, yeah. I'm more into, well, I mean, I don't want to say that because I love both Veronica Mars and iZombie so much. They're, like, two of my favorite shows, but... Mm -hmm. um, I prefer serialized drama. I just find it more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, like I don't always having to go back to a format doesn't interest me as much as, Ooh, where is the story going to go now? Like kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, but like, I don't think Riverdale would work as a procedural. Oh, you know I, what I mean? I, I despise police procedurals. I, yeah. I find I don't, episodic. Is that different? But like, Having having just like a thing for an episode is kind of nice sometimes. Is all well, I'm I think, saying. I mean, I Zombie is a police procedural. It's just not in the way that you think it is. Yeah, and nothing. It doesn't always follow the same format. Every yeah, week. and there are some episodes of I Zombie, especially in like the later episodes of this season, which were much more serialized than other ones were. It's, it's true. Um, yeah, one of my ever show my favorite shows, Person of Interest. Uh, was very episodic with its own serialized content. And then, like, in the last few episodes every season, they would just drop the episodic angle entirely and go all in on what their serialized plot was. And yeah, I like, think the first season of Riverdale was actually more like that. Like, there was the talent show episode and the uh, and the, the parents coming back to town uh, episode, like the reunion episode and all that kind of stuff. And this season hasn't felt as much like that. Well, I think it's hard. The hardest thing about these teen mystery shows is that you have to balance being a teenager with being a mystery show. Yeah. And that's kind of like, okay, how do you do that? This season hasn't um, really delved much into the teenage aspect of it. The good think. thing is I think next episode is going to to the, go back. The merging of the schools thing? Yeah. Yeah, I That's going to be very... I don't want to. I don't want to harp too much on like the way the show has been approached this season because I would really love at the end of the season for us to get like almost a panel together and do like a post mortem on the season. Oh, that'd be fun. Didn't yeah. Um, so I don't know. Let's talk about people's plot lines. Uh, who do you want to talk about? Um. Let's see. Should we do Jughead and the Serpents? Yeah. Sure, because that's the most detached from the other stuff going on. Yeah. So um, finally, someone actually asked the question that I've been wondering the whole time: Why the fuck are we listening to Penny if <laughs> there's a bunch of uh, gang members that could just like beat her up and throw her in the woods? Yeah, she's just one person, right? Like that's the thing. Unless oh, she's not she just has one a video, person, right? Of him delivering a crate that doesn't hold up in court. Um, so yeah. So bye. Penny. <laughs> yeah, Jughead got together all of the Teen Serpent members, so apparently Jughead's in charge now. Uh, yeah, I don't know who put him in charge. Um, that they, was not a good idea. They stormed Penny in Serpent Masks, except for Jughead, uh, took her out to Greendale Woods, and then literally cut off her serpent tattoo. Yeah, that would be Holy God. insane mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. This is like the season I think I stopped liking Jughead or respecting him as a person. Um, not because he didn't do the only thing he could do, I guess, in the situation, but just the fact that he, like, 
I don't know. I, I just feel like he's, he's so invested in being a part of the dark side. And I think he used to have like kind of reasons that he was like, this is an extenuating circumstance. Like I should, you know, I have to do this in order to protect my dad. I have to do this in order to like not be homeless. I have whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm and not fully just, sold on him being ride or die for the serpents. Yeah. Well, I think he is really sold on being ride or die for the serpents, which I'm like, why? Like they seem terrible, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like they all seem like bad people. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, but here he not is. Great. Yes. And I think that old Jughead would have probably been more of an independent part. Like Jughead, the Jughead who was like, I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in and I don't want to fit in suddenly is so into this cult of the serpents that they, I'm they, like, they could have done something where he like realized he did fit in here. Like there were people like him, but it, he always seemed like an outsider when he arrived in the serpents. Then he was an outsider to our gang when he was with the serpents, uh, but also still outside from them because he was, had his feet in both worlds. But like now he's just, I guess, breaking up with Betty is supposed to be the final straw. And I like, think that- that's what pushed him really more onto serpents. Plus, like he's almost he's really wants to protect his father now, which, again, he's like really for his father now. After season one, Jughead was like, please stay away from me. Right, I know. I think that, I mean, to be fair, Jughead's a teenager, and I think that he's he gets lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he is, he is a lost person, and I think that we're probably coming to a head with him because I don't think he's going to be a serpent until he dies. I actually think the serpents are probably going to disband by the end of the season. Like that's Mm. my big theory that there's going to be some sort of end of the serpent era because I don't think this is something that's going to continue for the rest of the show. But, um, yeah, I mean, he is a teenager. He doesn't know who he is. He's trying to figure it out. And I think that, that that's why he is finding himself attached to the serpents. And I think he's eventually going to come back to an equilibrium that is him, Archie, Veronica, Betty. It's going to be more like classic Archie comics, but you think by the end of the season, we'll get all four of them in the booth together. Yes, I think so. Um, but I don't know, but that's what I would assume because I think that that is in a way how the show works best. Not saying that there's not the serpents necessarily ever or whatever, but that it's not. Well, we signed on for the core four. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I could I think that they're going to get back together and, and be more of a true group in the future. Yeah. But just Hopefully. wait in. Yeah. After everyone's broken up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So should we talk about Archie and Betty? Oh, God, let's. First of all, I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, I enjoyed Archie and Betty solving crimes together. Honestly, I think it was a better use of Archie as the muscle to mm-hmm. uh, to Betty's yeah. sleuth. Uh, something Jughead couldn't really ever provide. Oh, ouch. But okay. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, Archie is KJ Appa. Right. Yeah. That's true. Uh, He's very, he works out. So like they, what, they track down the leads on the Riverdale Reaper. They talk to Nana Blossom. It's like Cheryl's only scene for the episode. I know. More Cheryl always, please. Oh my God. Please. Uh, and then um, I think outside that house is when Betty kisses Archie. And she initiates it, not him. Which I think is important. Because yeah. Because it would make him look like a true just terrible person. 
Wait, the end of the episode that... if he had initiated it. I guess, yeah, because he was like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, but for her I to do it, that kind of uh, it's kind lets of him shitty. off the hook. Sure, but it's kind of shitty that Veronica's her best friend. Yes. You know? But they're, like, they're all broken up at that point. You know what I mean? I guess. Still her best friend? I don't know. Uh, this yeah. This is something, this is like, we're not going to know what this means until it comes back from Right. Hiatus. That that I hope moment. that this doesn't pull Betty and Veronica apart. Mm-hmm. I hope that Veronica goes to her and she's like, you know what? You did a crappy thing, but also I kissed Archie when you said that you were in love with him in the first episode. So let's just forgive each other and be done. <laughs> yeah. That's like what I hope for. I don't know if that's realistic, but. What do you, would you rather, would you want to see uh, Betty and Archie together at this point? I mean, it's not that I'm like shipping them, but I would like to see it just so we can say we saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's kind of like you don't – you can't not see it ever on the show or else people are always going to be like, well, why didn't we ever follow up on that? Yeah, because it's one of the iconic things. Yeah. It's kind of odd to me that – I mean, I know that they – this – I think it's probably more of the chemistry between Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse that mm-hmm. they were like – you know, sometimes it's like – like I think Logan and Veronica weren't supposed to be a couple on Veronica Mars, but then the actors had such good chemistry together that they were like – well, this seems like a natural fit. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know if Betty and Jughead were always supposed to be like Betty and Jughead, but... Um, it feels like that's something they discovered over season one. Yeah. And not saying that, you know, Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt are even dating in real life, because, like, we don't know that for sure, but I think that just they have natural chemistry as actors, regardless. Yeah. And um, so, but yeah, but I think it is... I think most people... I mean, when I think Archie Comics... I never think Veronica and Archie. I always think Betty and Archie. I think that if Betty and Archie don't happen, people who are Archie comics fans are going to be like, what, why didn't that happen? Yes. You know, like if after seven seasons of the show, you know, assuming that seven seasons of the show, I know. I mean, I think that I truthfully, okay. So like, think about this is on the CW. Yes. This is a teen drama on the CW. I think that this has potential to run for like a very long time Yeah, because we're not even, we just got to Christmas of their <laughs> sophomore year. What if they did so. seven seasons of the show? Then at the, in the last episode, you'd be like, wow, it's been one crazy year. <laughs> <laughs> when we came back from summer, just all those oh months ago, it's all just been one year. Can't wait to start my junior year and study for the SATs. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that'd be great. I mean, I could see that this show, the end of the second season being the end of sophomore year, probably. Um, oh, yeah. And then Maybe. having it. I feel like these shows never do summers and they always jump right to for them to do fall. summer. I know it would be fun, but I, I think for whatever reason that people like the structure of uh, the high school also, thing. Can you imagine so. having to be on set in the winter of Canada and be like, what a great summer this is right now. Yeah, that'd be so fun. Let's go swimming in the lake. Let's go swimming in the frozen lake. Or the river. Yeah, eh, whatever. Whatever, same thing. Lakes, rivers, I don't know the difference. Yeah, uh, body of water. <laughs> body of water. So, yeah. And, um... Then they have their run-in with the Black Hood, which is kind of a weird one. Because, like, Nana Blossom points them... Oh, because the Black Hood's like, you have to save Svensson. So they find the creepy tree that Nana Blossom tells them about, dig up the grave, it's empty, and the Black Hood appears. 
and like has has uh, Betty put Archie in the grave. And I'm kind of upset that Archie didn't try to do anything because that was his whole game from the beginning of the season was like, right. I'm not going to be helpless. Uh, and like he could have made a move and the dude could have just like winged him with the gun. So yeah. the gun's loaded. Uh, and that would have really changed the circumstances that we were in and given Archie a moment to be like, I didn't think this through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, it's not bad because then it does give Betty the hero moment of the, the, um, the shovel to the face, which we were all I, waiting for. We were like, as soon as she had the shovel, we were like, come on, hit him in the face. Exactly. The exactly. Shovel. And I'm glad that she followed through with that. I, I think wanna... it's no, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I think that it's interesting to me what they did with the, the black hoods eyes that Archie didn't recognize them as Svensson's eyes. Yeah. Which could be oh, a clue. Which could be a clue. Well, okay. So I have, not really a theory, mm-hmm. but there's a moment in here that I feel like it's worth talking about right now. Okay. So, you know, at the end when Cheryl goes home and she sees her mom on the couch with that dude. Yeah. the Is that the Christmas tree salesman? The Christmas tree salesman, but I think he's also one of Fred's construction guys. Oh. Because I noticed people, him earlier where it's just like, why does this guy have a line? Who is this right, guy? Right, I know. So, if you look at his face... Um, it looks like he is the black hood, like at least under the mask. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like it really, his eyes are not as green, but it, it is very much more of his face. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very possible that he is the like literal black hood. Like the guy who they've been putting under the mask just to do the parts and they wanted to give him some face time in the show. Yeah. So I don't know if that means anything. He's probably just a person. Um, Mm -hmm. and had a, it's probably more of like a wink wink mm-hmm. but i just wanted to point it out <laughs> that it seems like that that guy looks a lot like he could be the black hood so maybe it means nothing and it's just like oh hey like whatever or mm-hmm. maybe it is actually more to the black hood mystery maybe after svensson dies as the black hood we don't ever go back to a guy in a hood again instead we you know, they're, the guy who is a black hood is still out there. So maybe yeah. that's what they mean by the end of the black hood mystery. Maybe he's not. Maybe Svensson is innocent. Somebody else is a black hood, but the black hood is no longer going to be doing their black hood thing. Maybe. I mean, uh, they do. Jughead, book, book writing Jughead, who is potentially in the future, does uh, does like say, oh, it's all wrapped up in a nice, nice tidy bow, which is objectively not true. <laughs> right. I would wonder if we went back and watch, if if you can even see it in the scene where the Black Hood is is, is threatening uh, Betty and Ar- and Betty and Archie, uh, if he has all his fingers. Uh, oh, interesting. Like I'm betting you can't tell, but if you can, that would be something worth talking about. Wait, you mean the episode before when no, he's trying no, no, no. bit? This episode when he's got the gun pointed at them. Because if he has ten fingers, that means he's not oh, the same guy. <laughs> that's interesting. Yes, let's definitely look at that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I bet you can't. I bet they wouldn't do that, but mm. we'll see. And it might not. You could also fluff a like fluff a gu- uh, uh, sorry, fluff a glove with um, something so that it looks like you have more fingers. Yeah. But so I guess it doesn't one hundred percent matter. True. Uh, the next day, Veronica visits Archie at home and is like, you almost died. 
I love you and kissed him. <laughs> and I guess they're, they're back together now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and this is right after Veronica, you know, she hears about, like, maybe we should talk about that. So Veronica is part of the yeah, whole thing. We should. So Veronica, Archie tells or Fred and Archie have a conversation where Fred's like, my hospital bill is $86,000. Archie is taken by surprise (laughs) at that one. I I just love the dollars. Oh my God. Um, No, Archie, not dollars. Um, But yeah, so obviously that's a big issue. Uh, Veronica wants to help. They have much money. So she tells her parents, let's, let's help the Fred Andrews of the world. Um, and then Hiram is like, no, um, <laughs> I mean, what Fred, does Fred, Fred do with his money? Does he have money to where, do things? With? Where did he get all the trees to sell a Christmas tree, uh, to, to sell them like outside pops? I think he cut them down from the gay woods. From the gay woods. <laughs> yeah. Oh my sure. God. Um, yeah, I know. So, um, Veronica basically calls the hospital, pretends to be Hermione. It's all very easy. Pays an $86,000 hospital bill on a credit card. She steals her parents' credit card to pay off an $86,000 medical bill. And she's like, they'll never find out. Right, exactly. Uh, They did find out. And then she's like, I want to know about the business. Which Um, we don't find out what she knows. But we know they're letting her in on Hiram land. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, she's very excited about Hiram Land. <laughs> like, we're building a theme park. <laughs> Princess of Hiram Land. She gets her own spot in the castle. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. We're going to sell um, pearls like yours in the gift shop. They will be very expensive. Exactly. So, yeah. So, she's on board for Hiram Land. <laughs> she says she won't do anything illegal, which is weird because it's Hiram Land. Like, yeah. why would anything illegal it's, happen? The, <laughs> like, it's kind of weird that she gets to hold the line anywhere when it comes right. to this stuff. But, oh, and she's like, and we're still paying for <gasps> medical expenses. Not going to work out, I don't think. What do you think? <laughs> I, I would love for Veronica to go dark, for, for her to actually commit to her parents and like being a little bit evil but she gives this look at the end of that scene it's like no she's not in Mm. she's gonna undermine them in some way she's gonna tell the others be like my dad's gonna knock down pops and build a ferris wheel there like it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a situation (laughs) yeah so i think uh Dark Veronica isn't actually dark. Do you think that they're she's playing her parents? I I think she doesn't know what she's doing yet. I think her only mission right now was to save the Andrews family as quote unquote friends. Uh sure. But it's because she still cares about Archie and may even love him. Uh and she's she would do whatever it took, and that meant signing on with her parents. And she doesn't fully understand what that will entail in the long term. So what do you think they're actually doing something illegal? I think their plot is the long game for this season. And I kind of wish it wasn't. I kind of wish that, you know, when Hiram arrived at the end of that first episode, like in darkness in the corner of the room, 
I thought he was going to be this big disrupting presence that was going to just change everything in the show. And instead, he's just been a dad. Right. Just around. And I I think I wanted him to be more in the forefront even than the Black Hood. Uh, Or both of them to just be like, nothing's normal for just a little while. Mm -hmm. And, like, they deal with the Black Hood and they settle into a new normal with this presence, like... Like, he would disapprove of Archie so much that Archie and Veronica would have to sneak around in their relationship. Uh, and I don't know. I'm about ready for Hiram and the Lodges to step into the spotlight as, like, villains for the season. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like they're they're not quite villains, but they're not people you can – you feel like you're – you trust or yeah. know very well. So, yeah, I'm ready for that, too. Like, I'm not interested in the drug stuff because I don't fully understand what Jingle Jangle is. I'm not interested in the gang stuff because I don't fully understand how the Southside Serpents work. A gang that does toys for tots? What are we doing here? So I understand I think- killers. I understand murderers. And I wish the Black Hood were handled better because that was very easy to be invested in. And... I'll be honest, the real estate stuff from last season, not fully into that. So I'm hoping Hiram's thing is something different. But I just, I need to know what we're dealing with. Do you think that maybe Hiram is, well, the thing that's confusing to me is what, what is Hiram's evil plan that is not quite evil enough for Veronica to be like, you're a monster daddy. Like, like she clearly doesn't think, unless she is really trying to fool them and she's so horrified but she doesn't truly think that she doesn't truly think that whatever they're doing is going to ruin her friends' lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's something as simple as like I want to incorporate the town, make it a city. Right. Like Veronica Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it sounds silly, but it could have some interesting consequences. Mhm. Yeah, we'll see. I guess it's the only thing to feel about it. Yeah. We'll see. Um, see, Cheryl is like around, uh, this episode, her parent, her mom's like, Hey, you know, we're not doing so well. You burned down our house. So Chris is going to be like, no tree, no presents. I hope that's cool. And Cheryl goes off and buys a tree anyway. And I'm like, screw you, mom. Right. Veronica has weird <laughs> rebellions. Yeah. Which is like, this could have been like a deep thing. About, you know, what life is like now after your whole life falls apart. And instead, she's just angry at her mom for being poor. Yeah. And finds her mom <laughs> sleeping with the Christmas tree guy. Yeah. Interesting. hmm I don't know. I'm not sure what to feel about that. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Mrs. Blossom. Yeah. Doing it. <laughs> Cool. Way cool. Great. Great. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. Are we missing any other plots? Josie's not really in this episode. Reggie's not really in this episode. Um, oh, worth mentioning. Um, uh, Archie's mom is on a singles cruise for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I guess they're not getting back together, huh? So, no. <laughs> she might but then have where the best her- idea in town. Where's her hot boyfriend? Yeah, or girlfriend. Uh, singles or girlfriend. Singles cruise. Come on. Maybe it's a lie, <laughs> and she's right. on a road uh-huh. trip with her hot with her hot boyfriend or girlfriend. Exactly. Oh my god, both. She she's in a polyamorous relationship. Why can't they get uh, her as a series regular? I'd like to have her on the show more often. 
in the original script, I think, which we know, um, yeah, the original we both pilot, the original. she was just in the round, but so was Polly. Yeah, but so was Polly. By the way, I watched Once Upon a Time, which I like am newly obsessed with. Like I used to watch season? it. Mm-hmm. I used to watch it, and I think I told you I fell off it for a while, and now I'm back on it, and I'm like so back on it. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, so into it. I know. Like, I heard I, you on your episode of um, Two of a Kind talking about it. I know. I'm, like, I know this is, like, a thing that nobody is going to talk about ever except for me. But, like, I'm really into it. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, really fun or something. Like, I'm just enjoying it thoroughly. The girl from Rain is in that show, I think. She is so – I'm in love with her. Really? <laughs> like, I, like, I'm, like, I didn't watch Rain, but, like, she's just so, like, oh, my God, she's so good. I, I just like I want her in every scene. Like I love her. That um, actress uh, was in Power Rangers. Really, the same season as Rose McIver. Interesting. She was a bad guy. That makes sense. She's a bad guy in this. So uh, she's a she's a New Zealander. Okay, I was gonna say she has like a quality of speaking. It's like her accent is good, but it's something it's kind like, of weird about it. It's like, yeah, it's like distinct, but it's also, it could also just be that it's like once upon a time and it's kind of like a, it's a weird, like a, yeah, like they talk sort of like fairy tale characters, but not really. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really love that show. Yeah. I don't know why. Kind of surprising because I, I feel like the people working on that show are kind of like, this is probably the last season. I know. I hope it's not. Or Well, even if it is the last season, they just, they're kind of like reinventing the first season again, but in a Mm -hmm. way that. I really like the sorry, I'm tangent, quick tangent. Go, don't yeah. I loved it. Once Upon a Time's first season when nobody knew that they were fairy tale characters for the most part. Yeah. Um, and that they were still like primarily in the real world, or the real world at least didn't have like much magic. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they're doing here. It's like there's not much magic. There's some magic in the real world, but not yeah, because Once Upon a Time seemed like it was, like, one show for one season, and then it had yeah. to be a completely different show for all the other seasons, because it was it definitely, definitely only did. pitched as the one season. I mean, it may, it's hard to do because it's like, well, once they all figure out they're magical and shit, like, well, okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a go. lot of shows like that now, though, where, like, the first season is, like, its own thing, and then, yeah. and then they have to figure out how to keep the show going past that. Even Jane the Virgin was a little bit like that. Like right. she lost her virginity somewhere in season two or three, uh, and uh, now it's like a different show. Uh, Runaways. I'm fully anticipating them to not run away until the finale of the first season, which is I think that's what most people are thinking. Yeah, bothering me, but I am behind a few episodes now. It will be a different show when they yeah. when they it will be the show I was waiting for. I guess in season two. I gotta see if uh, Giovanni comes back. <laughs> yeah, as the, guy, as the coffee guy. Exactly, guys. He's the best. Watch the show for him. Yeah, our friend um, was in episode four. Right. I think. I think so. Yeah. As like a guy so, who works at a coffee shop. I know. I'm so excited. Huge I'm so deal. thrilled when you told me that. Really big deal. Um, but yeah. So, is there anything else we should talk about? Should we get right into prom um, king, prom queen? Yeah, I guess we should get into those superlatives. Uh, I'm going to say Prom King is Archie and Prom Queen is Betty. Yeah, that yeah. works for me. Yeah. I mean, uh, Veronica also did pay for that hospital bill, but okay, whatever. <laughs> um, Betty stopped a, a serial killer, so. Right, yeah, that's fair. From that's killing fair. Archie. Uh, who is the, um, who's the chaperone? Um, 
Um, Fred. Nana Blossom. I not okay. <laughs> she gives them the clue they need. No, you're right. It's probably Fred, who's just kind of in the background selling trees. God, Fred hasn't had anything to do since the premiere of this season. I know, poor Fred. At least he doesn't have a drug problem like we assumed. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's still time. There's still in time. The back half. Uh, yeah, Fred's just selling trees, and yet that still probably gives him enough credit to be chaperone. Okay, who are we throwing under the bus? Um, that's hard. Penny Peabody? Yeah, Penny Peabody. I mean, she's already had a bad day, so. Can we can we change throw under the bus to dump in Greendale, never to be seen again? Yes. Yeah. No, I, I have a feeling she's coming back, but yes. Oh, actually, I fully anticipate her to be back before the end of the season. With a vengeance. Like, either she's leading an attack on the serpents, or the serpents are in deep trouble, and they have to go to her for help. I which, like both of those. Yeah. Which kind of, I guess, brings us to Rumor Mill? Yeah, so my biggest thing is that I think it's possible that Swenson was... If he was the Black Hood, that there is another Black Hood out there. It's still likely there's two people. Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's what it is. There are two people, which would make sense because there are different MOs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that when Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, the Mm -hmm. showrunner, says that this is the end of the Black Hood story as we know it, that maybe it is as we know it, but it's not. as we know it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That there's no more Black Hood, but that they are going to focus more on the stories within the high school and West side mm. story adjacent things. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, great. We get to stop leaving Cole in his own show and bring everyone back to the same high school set. That'll be yeah, nice. That, that'll be cool. Sure. Maybe sweet people will join the football team. Oh my God. Yes. Oh wait, football season's over. Is it? Who knows? I don't know. Sport. Do you think Archie will switch to basketball next or <laughs> play a different sure. sport in the spring? I'm just waiting for him to put together the Archies. The Archies? Is that like a thing from the comics that I don't know about? Yeah, I think that's the the band is called the Archies. Can we talk about how ridiculous it is that the band... I mean, that's that's pretty egotistical, let's be honest. It's not like Archie and the something, like Josie's doing the Archies. Mm, I'm not for it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, any other theories? Any other rumors? Any other things? Well, Betty's brother is definitely coming back. Betty's brother is coming. We all thought we were going to see him tonight, or in this episode, I think. What if he's the one taking photos of Archie? Was someone taking photos of Archie? Did I miss that part? I think that, yeah, I think there was a photo taken of Veronica and Archie kissing. Okay, sure. Whoever's yeah. behind that one. Maybe it's Chick Blossom. Yeah, that's a theory. That's a rumor. Um, cool. I feel like I was correct in saying that we're probably never going to see uh, Polly again, considering she wasn't even really in this episode. Well, she's apparently coming back. Um, she's uh, on Once Upon a Time, which is why I was talking about Once Upon a Time, I think, and just forgot. She plays <laughs> a character on the new Once Upon a Time. But um, I think she's supposed to come back in like the new- next two episodes. So who knows what that means, but okay, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't really know. Uh, I still, like, we don't have much to go on on whatever Hiram's doing because it's been so far in the background 
of what the season is. He just has kind of mysterious conversations with, uh, with Hermione every now and then. Uh, we've got no forward momentum on Cheryl creeping on Josie. Uh, it was a lot of melodrama this episode. Uh, Fred's probably getting addicted to drugs right now. Yeah. Um, super. Alice and Hal's marriage seems rock solid these days. So I know. It's but a little weird. Also, I there's the thing with FP, which could come back. Yeah, so leave him. <laughs> At home. At home. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) You almost got you. Why wouldn't Uh, you leave people for FP? I mean, you know that I think FP is kind of a monster, but like I love him and (laughs) he's a lovable monster. He's he's just hot. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) His personality. (laughs) No two ways about it. He is an attractive person. Exactly. So I don't have I don't have many many theories, many rumors, many expectations. Honestly. well, John, this, when will we be back? Um, when the show comes back. Is that in January right. or February? I think it's January 17th, but I could be wrong. Are you Let's back by out. January 17th? Of course. Yes. Okay, good. And Riverdale, come back. Google in it. Um, let's see. <laughs> it's a creepy voice. Okay. January 17th is when Riverdale comes back for Chapter 23, The Blackboard Jungle. Okay. Um, until that time, honestly, I'm kind of. Can I say I'm kind of glad to to have a bit of a break from the show for a little bit. Yeah, let's <laughs> from its, like, uh, insane let's levels the, of melodrama. The restart button, exactly. Let's go have like a happy holiday without being worried about serial killers. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But the we'll kids miss will you go guys. On their winter break, and then they'll be coming back to school too. Uh, fresh and new, and so fresh, so clean. We'll all be a little bit saner. Exactly, I think so. A little weird. bit. It's still us. <laughs> well, until then, uh, Caitlin, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L L Y Tweets. And then you can also uh, find my dog, Stella, at Stella the Mystery Bub on Instagram. She's the one barking in the background, if you can hear that. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me at John Padden on Twitter. There's also my blog, Catch on the Rye. W-R-Y. Good pun. Uh, W-R-Y. Feel free to tweet at us about all of your nascent Riverdale thoughts that you that come to you over this over this break that we have. Yeah. It's going to be real fun. Real um, cool. We just got our TV time numbers in. Very exciting. Uh, if you're not using Yay! TV time, get in on that because it is helpful. Yeah. We I, love it. When Runaways came out, I got the the notice like, "Hey, the show you said you're interested in, it's out." I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot about that one!" <laughs> Yay, uh, Caitlin, what's uh, what's one new thing? What one you, new thing yeah, you're watching. Well, and you're talking about, I guess, other than Once Upon a Time, <laughs> which I love. Um, I really like Search Party this season. Oh yeah, um, I never watched any of it. Should I? And yeah, is it's it streaming really good. anywhere? Very- um, I think it's on TBS.com, actually. That's not ideal, but okay. I know. But also, in addition to that, I'm really excited for the new Black Mirror. Yes. Um, Soon. Yeah. I know. I'm really I'm stoked. I, I got some screeners. I, I watched a few episodes. I can safely you say they're amazing. You have told me about the one I'm most excited for. Yes. So. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> It'll all be really good. 
no spoilers, obviously, but I told John I was very excited for him to watch an episode. I like watching other people watch TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. I kind of like, yeah, I kind of like when, when I've seen something before and I get to see their reaction to it. Exactly. But nothing bumps me out harder than when they don't react to something that I think is amazing. That's so true. Me too. Oh, so you better like that episode. You're right. Yeah. I have to now. Yeah. When it watched, when it starts uh, streaming on the 29th, um, at one o'clock in the morning, I will have expected you to be at least halfway through it. By 2 a.m. So, you'll get, you'll right. get the uh, word back from me. Exactly. That would be helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Star Wars, but it's too Kinda soon it. after the movie came out, and I know you haven't seen it. So my thing is going to be Future Man on Hulu, which I just okay, finished cool. the first season of, and is just so much better than I thought it was going to be based on the trailers. Like, it's actually really smart, really deep, and really able to keep its plot rolling for all 13 episodes in the season. Uh, There's one of the characters, Wolf, is like the strong man future warrior guy, who has the best arc across the series. That's all I want to say. Maybe I'll check it out. It's on Hulu. Maybe I'll check it out. Future man. Awesome. Uh, And I guess that's it for this half of a season, of season two of Riverdale. Sorry this episode was late, guys. <laughs> it's the holidays. Yeah. We'll Which, talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Have happy holidays to all of our ha- fans. Happy holidays, kids. Over and out, River Vixen. <laughs>